Welcome, welcome everybody. It's another episode of Divi Chat. Today we're going super meta. We are talking about social media, broadcasting live on social media. How about that? How do you feel about it? I feel good about it because it seems kind of dorky, which is, as you may know, kind of my thing. So welcome everybody. We're going to talk today about social media for your business. We are not talking about the breakfast photos and the inspirational thoughts and all that. What we are talking about today is using social media in or for our businesses. And we're going to break down the many different ways that that, what that phrase could mean and talk a little bit about how, how the three of us are or are not using social media. And I'd love to hear from you guys, please. As always, we'd love to hear your thoughts in the live chat, what you're using, how it's working for you, what the benefits are, or what struggles you've had, ask questions, the whole bit. We've already got a little crew um, chiming in in the chat that were waiting for us. And um, so Steve Perks is saying hi to his biz bestie, but I don't know who that, I feel like it should be me, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's talking to me or not. So anyway, would you guys like to meet your panel? How about, how about we do it? How about we start with Eric Dingler and we'll go from there. All right. Well, hey, everybody. Nice to have you all joining us. So my name is Eric, and I am broadcasting from Mexico City. Uh, my family and I are full-time digital nomads traveling around the world for a few years. Uh, I own In Transit Studios. That's my digital marketing agency. We work with local businesses, and we help convert their website into Marketing Hub so they get more customer activity every single day. Love it. Now, Eric, um, those that are just listening audio only can't see this, but you are wearing a hat that says Eru on it. And I've seen this in a bunch of your social posts and things like that. And I'm I'm curious what that means. Is that a local? It something? says Peru. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Fonts are important. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's it is a little <laughs> hard to read. It's Peru's official uh, logo for the country of Peru. We spent five months at the end of last year in Peru, and this was my souvenir. Um, I love that. We, can't, we we own everybody. Everybody lives out of a backpack, um, and so our our souvenirs have to be uber practical because everybody gets a carry on um, backpack and one personal bag, and your entire life has to fit in it. Well, this is perfect because you don't even have to put it in your bag. You just carry no, it on your exactly, hand. exactly. So that was my my Peru souvenir. Your Eru hat. Eru, that's funny. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Peru or whoever <laughs> your graphic designer is. Okay, next up, Sarah Oates. Welcome. I cannot hear you. You know no. what? I wondered. Like I saw you laughing, but didn't hear you laughing. I wondered, and I wondered why no one was responding to my amazing jokes. But you know, oh you. what. Tell them again. I want to I was it. laughing about the fact that you said we're going super meta and that we're talking social media. And I thought that was really funny with, you know, Facebook now being yeah, meta. I know. Anyway. It is. Yeah. I, thank you for catching that. Yeah. Uh, Sarah Oates here, Endure Web Studios. You can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. I run a small business here in Australia and we service other small businesses. <laughs> We service other small businesses, mostly here in Canberra. Canberra is three and a half hours south of Sydney, just in case you're wondering where it is. Lovely. So glad to be hanging out with you. And I'm glad you're feeling better after being Thanks. down with the Rona. Still yeah. a little coffee, but I'm only like up to two every... times. I've One of my clients has already had it three times. So, you know, mm. there's records going around. I've had it twice, but the second time was only for two days. So yeah. I'm not sure that counts. Yeah, I think it's I guess Basically, I'm awesome at having COVID. That's right. Your system is just ready to go now. Super strong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my name is Stephanie Hudson, you guys. I run a company called Focus WP. I, my business partner and I have created this to solve the many conundrums and pain points of the freelancer, solopreneur, or small agency. You can sign up and have a whole team of worker bees at your disposal to do whatever you need to do whether it's take some stuff off your plate if you're too busy or tackle the things that you don't like doing or just plain aren't that good at. So uh, check us out, focuswp.co. And also, if you would like to, we'd love to have you in our fake Facebook group. I can't talk either. This is going to be a great hour. I can tell already. Our Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz, 
where we hang out on Thursday nights around the same time as Divi Chat. And we have um, we have a lot of fun. We talk about business things and we help each other to scale and grow. So focus on your biz. Come hang out. Now, speaking of focus on your biz, that's something that I'm going to bring up more in this episode as well. But before we dive in to our specific ways of doing social, uh, as as is our custom, we like to sort of define things at the beginning. This isn't so much a definition, but what we like to do is just lay the groundwork, make sure we're all on the same page and know what we're talking about. So when it comes to using social media, there's basically a certain set of apps or platforms that we could use. Any of you guys, either of you guys want to sort of break it down for us, what, what we're sort of referring to when we talk about these networks? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'll, I'm going to share, I'm going to read, I, I Googled it and looked it up. I, the top 10, the top 10 um, nice. in 2023 social media apps. Now, the reason I want to use this list is because this is an international list and we're an international community. Oh, nice. A lot of times it's easy to think of, people think of uh, social media as Facebook, Instagram, but um, I have learned traveling that that is not always the predominant social media platform um, in every country. So um, the top 10 list, we've got our Facebook globally, Facebook, YouTube, WhatsApp. A lot of people don't think of WhatsApp as they think of it as more as messaging, but it does have a group component and social component. So a lot of going on in WhatsApp, um, even more users on WhatsApp than Instagram. So WhatsApp wow. is third, Instagram is fourth, WeChat. Oh, my kids, we chat. TikTok, Facebook Messenger is seventh. Mm -hmm. Douyin, um, that is a, you can't read, unless you can read, I don't know if it's Japanese. Is it, I mean, isn't that that stinky fruit? Douyin? I don't know. It's, Durian? It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it is definitely Asian of some type. Uh, mm -hmm. Telegram and then Snapchat. So those are the top ten. But there are there are many others um, that people consider social. Um, Truth Social, uh, Reddit, Nextdoor. Nextdoor's been uh, beneficial for. We've used uh, Nextdoor in in the past, and we we can talk about that. Um, and then oh, Circle IO um, is one. That one's where you it's it's really handy to create. Um, your own kind of closed group if you don't want to use something like Facebook groups. You didn't so, say LinkedIn, did you? LinkedIn? Oh, I didn't. LinkedIn is not on that top 10 list, but it I is on my, it is on my iPad, but I couldn't read my my handwriting. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, LinkedIn. Okay, so that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot. How, I mean, how many... How many social... Twitter, someone just said. Yeah, I was questioning. I was like, did you say Twitter? I don't know if you said Twitter. I know it was in I got myself like, all no particular order. So, uh, guys, what about you too? What? Oh, before we go on further, like, what are the ways when we say this is the other thing I want to clarify? When we say use social media in your business or for your business, what does that mean to you guys? To use it? Yeah. What does that mean? Um. Well, I mean, there's multiple ways to use it, right? So the way that I use social media is I'm on social media. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Do I post? Not very much. So mm -hmm. I would not say I'm an active user of social media, although I have social media. And I think a lot of small businesses would be in that same band camp. They have a Facebook, they have an Instagram, they have a LinkedIn, but do they actually use it? I would say a user of social media is someone who is actively posting or interacting with other people. So it could be commenting, liking, messaging, posting, doing stories or reels or, you know, um, those kind of things or sharing when you've done a blog post, sharing that on social media, even sharing other people's stuff onto whatever platforms you're on. Um, I would say that counts as using social media. To my mind, I think there's sort of two approaches when we're talking specifically business. And mm -hmm. that is uh, sort of for community networking, um, growth, education, that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. And then there's also um, like trying to get revenue for your business. And those aren't, sometimes there can be overlap there for sure. But to me, I think those are sort of two different ways. I 100% lean more toward the community aspect of things. Um, although 
with my business, Focus WP, because we work with agencies. It's like mine that line kind of blurs for me a bit because in building a community, those a lot of those yeah. folks are also my target customers. So it's a <clears throat> you know it's a little bit. How about you, Eric? What do you how do you view this stuff? Yeah, so I, I jotted down four ways that I I thought of that I use oh, it. Um, one is just for brand identity and and you know just having a strong brand. You know, it's mm-hmm. one more form of social proof to put on your website stuff like that. So just building your building the brand, um, you know, spreading the brand. Um, lead gen. So using it like we we set we buy ads we we run ads. Um, to lead magnets on social media. So we, we like it for that. We use it as a way to bring people into our webinar. Um, so it's a way to bring in leads. Uh, community, you know, we have a, a couple of different groups um, and a couple different places that for different reasons, but we use it for community and building community. Um, and then the other way I see it as a, it, for my business is I take over the headache that other businesses have by selling social media management services. Um, yeah. So that's, that's another way I look at it. Oh, did you want to add to that, Sarah? No, no. I think, uh, I think you've covered it all up the ways that we can use it. And I think, you know, you could refer it to it, how I use it or the purpose for me to use it. Mm-hmm. Like what's driving you, what's the intention behind the way that you use it. Yeah. The one, there's going to be so many things that you could do depending on how you run your business. The one thing that I think you should just be sort of an automatic no, though, is like at, because everybody else does it or because yeah. like you have to have a Facebook page. Do you? I mean, you might, but like, do you like just question it before you put some effort into because one thing that you'll see in almost any um any form that you're discussing this, it's like not doing it is better than doing it badly. Kind of. Yeah. When it comes I see a lot to- of people saying like you have to do Instagram and you have to do it really well and you have to be regularly doing stories and reels and those kind of things. But my experience is that Instagram is not where I get new clients. Mm-hmm. And so I think even picking which platform you're going to choose to use and then how you're going to use it. Yes, people are very successful on Instagram, but it's for certain particular types of businesses. And so I think you need to kind of like a lot of effort goes into the people who do Instagram really well. They spend probably half a day every day doing stuff with Instagram. So you want to get business from that if you're going to do it. And I think a lot of businesses, it's actually not the place for them. And they're better putting their effort into LinkedIn, which is boring, but potentially effective. Well, and I think this is the type of episode that right off the top for somebody that's listening and is just getting started, um, you know, starting your business or, you know, you're just a year into it. Just know this is one of those topics that can real quickly become, you you can get overwhelmed because you you get this idea, you you hear all these different things. So I would say just just to start off as we're having this conversation, don't feel like you have to do all that. I'm not on most of these, Um, you know, so like what Sarah was saying, don't feel like you, you have to jump into these. And when when you see somebody being successful, like we have a lot of success with social media as as a lead, but we have a lot of things that we're doing before that and after that. It's the whole picture. So the other thing I would just caution is is be careful that you don't just see somebody's somebody's middle and and try mm-hmm. to do what they're doing and think you're going to get the same results. So um, it, it just depends. So like with Instagram, we are starting to get leads from Instagram, but that's because we have a little bit different of a, a sales process, a sales funnel where we're bringing people into a very easy, you know, webinar kind of thing. So that's a way to, you know, use that. But if I didn't, if I didn't have a step, I wouldn't try to use Instagram to get a business owner to call me to talk about their, their website. That's too big of a step and you're not going to get people to take it. So nobody's going to um, buy a website on Instagram. You were to do it. Oh yeah. No, 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 no. But uh, they'll learn, they'll learn about how they'll, they'll learn, you know, five tips to improve their website. They'll sign up for a webinar right. to learn sure how to will. get 
reviews to improve their and that's I think I think still most business owners most of the day most business owners most days aren't thinking about getting a new website but they every day they're thinking about how to get new customers how to get mm-hmm. more customer activity so that always has well to said. be your your messaging well said now um let's see here Brenda has a comment here which I think is dead on use the medium that your target clientele uses so this is like point number one about choosing a network you don't want to go someplace like if you are serving um if you're building a website or your business caters to retirees you probably don't want to be on tiktok like that's just probably not your jam you know like go where they go and uh most of the social networks do have fairly consistent and reliable demographics they really do um but also just get to know your people and know where they're at you could have a case where depending on what you're doing if you've got that sort of retiree age group but they have businesses that serve young people well then maybe they are on tiktok you know you just have to get to know your niche or your customers well to find out where they are this is this sort of concept is no different than before all the social networks were everywhere and you would say like well what conferences are my customers attending i'll go sponsor there or i'll go attend it and then i can rub elbows with them it's a similar kind of concept just just the online version of that so um how do you find out where your customers are i mean you can ask the ones you've already got bingo that's that's a a nice simple one yeah that is a nice simple one just like ask questions and talk about it. Uh, also just sort of some common sense things too, right? When it comes to age or the -hmm. country that they live in, like I have clients in a lot of places, but uh, nobody's on Weibo, you know, like that's just not, (laughs) that's not really where my customer base is. So, you know, um, and then Eric, you're, so here's another thing that is a conundrum when it comes to social networks that have followings. So if somebody follows you on Instagram or follows you on your Facebook profile or likes it or whatever the word is for each platform, they connect with you on any of these platforms. Typically the algorithms and the businesses behind them, they know that businesses are more likely to pay for traffic than individuals are. And because of that, they tend to throttle organic reach on those platforms, which is kind of an underhanded move, but also kind of just a smart business move if you think about it, because everything is free anyway, other than that, you know, so, um, so we can't get too mad about it. But if you are on Instagram, how are you getting in front of those people for them to buy you? Is it people that you've convinced to follow your account already? And that's how you end up in their feed? Or is there another method that you're using? Yeah, no, when we when we run ads, we, we don't boost to our current audience. Um, even though statistics, when you put something out on social media, four to 6% of your audience is, is what's going to see that. Um, when when we're paying for ads, we're, we're running what what's known as awareness campaigns. So we're, we're reaching the coldest of cold prospects to bring them on what's that frozen, frozen. I, I, I want that i want that fish in my lake um because mm-hmm. any day social media can take those followers away from you they can shut down they can be shut down there's new regulations the algorithm changes the whole goal i think for any of us the whole goal is to get people on your email list. It doesn't, I don't care how many followers I have on social media because I don't own that. They may go away from me. It's a vanity metric, like whatever. Um, I look at my, how, how much is my email list growing? What, what's my, you know, unsubscribe rate, you know, stuff like that, because that's, that's what I own. The followers, I hope to, that they just enjoy and comment and like, because that just makes, that's the social part of it, you know, and to go and comment on their comments. And that's just fun and and stuff like that. I don't see business development though, in that side of it. That's just the way I look at it. Yeah. I think um, some of the big platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, for example, 
all have uh, sort of a, a cheat code happening right now. So Scott, uh, our pal Scott Tambling is on here. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he's like, remember back in the day, Facebook business pages actually got organic views? Yeah. Uh, they did. And then they locked it down. And so now what they're doing is those platforms like to drive users to their new um, things, the new gimmicks, the new tools, the new, what I don't even know what the right word is to use. Yeah. So now if you're doing um, reels on Instagram or Facebook and you're doing YouTube shorts, you could sort of jump the line a bit and start to get <clears throat> some of that organic traffic to your um, to your business account. So we've we've been doing this with Focus for a while. I don't know if you have you guys seen any of our reels. I'd be interested to know. We've got them in the stories. No. You haven't. Thanks a lot. No. Facebook. <laughs> uh, yeah. so we've been getting a little bit of traction, not a ton, but um, better than with just regular posts on our Facebook page, which literally zero people see, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. just whatever. Might as well throw it in the trash that time and effort spent on it. I mean, granted, if somebody comes to research us and they go to Facebook yeah. and look us up, they can go see all that stuff. But like, I'm not sure that's a strong enough ROI. I'd, I'd just as soon send them to my website. We, they tell, get... we tell, we tell clients now, even when we are selling social media management, you know, it used to be, and some people still are out there, but you got to post five times a day. You got to post twice a day, you know, all this stuff. We tell them like, you got to post once a week. And and the reason you're posting once a week is exactly for what you said. The person yeah. that's doing their due diligence research, they're, they're, they're in the journey of going over the trust tipping point to find out if you're the person they're going to hire. So they go look at your social media. If you haven't posted anything, you know, since six months ago, that's a red flag. So my thing is, you know, post once a week to keep them happy, put all your other efforts into connecting with people and bringing them to your email list because the money's in the list. I had a friend, um, I have two friends. They're both in the um, marriage speaking, marriage counseling. They both have written, uh, have written marriage related books. Um, one of them had a, a Facebook, this is back in the day. He, got, he had a Facebook page that got, I mean, that's that all their business. I mean, they were making tens of thousands of dollars a month um, just from their, just posting on Facebook, not paying for any ads, nothing like that. The, uh, my other buddy, he kept building his email list uh, through that, but was also making, making sales. The algorithm changed overnight on, on Facebook. This was like 10 years ago. Um, and the one guy, the next month he had, like no revenue and the other guy was able to pivot to his email list he's still doing his thing and the other guy had to go get a job for something else and he was making tens of thousands of dollars a month he was just never able to figure out how to translate that into ads and stuff like that so <laughs> you you got to build the list yep it's on the there's <clears throat> there's always money in the banana stand too i don't know if you know that that's what that means. If anybody, it's interesting, uh, right? The the email list. I hundred percent agree that you own the list. It's really important to build the list. But the other thing I would comment on is more and more people are like me, and they don't even see anything that comes into their email because it filters straight into a newsletter folder. I don't look at that newsletter folder unless I'm looking for something. And then I will search in my email for that business. If I'm trying to work out, do they have like a sale or a whatever, then I'll search in my email. So while I agree that we need to build the list because we own the list and that is full control, um, I do think there's this really big stumbling block with the list, which is that more and more people are a little bit like how Facebook and Instagram are like filtering out and you don't even see it. Um, I think... Gmail has done us a service in making it easier to hide all of those newsletters that come in and more and more people are not even going to see your email list. And so there's a limitation there that I think is a stumbling block. It, it is. It's, it's nice it, for it it's nice as a user to have stuff filtered. It's terrible as a marketer. Yeah. 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 But that's why, that's why you'll see now, and I do it in all of my emails. My, you know, my first couple emails, it is, I do everything I can to get them to click reply back. Um, 
because if you can get people replying to your your sales emails, um, then my emails keep showing. Are, do my emails show up in everybody's you know inbox? Probably not, but I still have a very high percentage open rate, so I know my emails are there. But I'm just I'm I'm understanding that, and so that's why. And you probably see this in emails. You know, sign up for somebody's email list, and you're going to get you know it's called the magic six hour email six hours after you sign up for somebody's email list um, or somebody signs up to your email list, you should send them a, a an automated email that says, Hey, I was just wanting to make sure that you got that. You know, I want to be able to sleep tonight, you know? So if you could reply back just to let me, so I know it didn't hit landing your, you know, junk folder or whatever, I'd really appreciate it. Thanks. You know, Eric wants to be able to sleep tonight, Dingler, you know, whatever like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the six hour magic. <laughs> email. Um, I know, Sorry. but when you get people replying back, even if everybody that just, so anyway, yeah. we're yeah. not talking email marketing, we're talking social media. I apologize. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, there is a bit of social and a bit of marketing involved in email, but I think email is its own whole thing. And what we're talking about now are these platforms that we don't own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which maybe we could have specified at the beginning too, like utilizing these resources, these tools, these networks that we don't have ownership of. So um who said But it, it is like you say, it's like going to a conference or going to a networking group. Yeah. Like you don't own those things either. But True. when you turn up at those things, people see you and the more they see you, the more that they just have you sitting in the back of their mind. Right. And then, then at some point you, when you're at those conferences though, you then get contact information and move on with your lives. That conference goes into the past, but when it's social media, it's so easy to stay on there communicating with people, right? Sometimes. Steve said something here, uh, Steve Perks. I use it, social media, to drive traffic to my website, not away from it. So build an audience and develop the like, no trust factor, and then only introduce salesy blurb every third post or so. So basically, yeah, use it as a tool to drive traffic to properties that you own. So yeah. that you can't ever be thwarted by those things. But yeah, Sarah, ex- exactly. I mean, it's a very similar sort of concept, except for that it's easier to rely on it as a crutch and just keep communicating there because you don't have to get it. Like once you get somebody to sort of follow you on those things, you don't really have to have a more difficult commitment, like getting their email address or getting on a call with them or whatever. You could just keep talking there. But then again... You don't own that. So does anybody have any good, um, I guess, Eric, you've got some good techniques for uh, converting them from a social media follower into an actual lead or a prospect, huh? Uh, it's just, it. it's just consistency. Somebody else has said that earlier. The name yeah, of all, all of the game. Where is it? That's Steve again. All yeah, the name, the name of the game for all of this is consistency. You uh-huh. know, consistently being in front of people. Um, and then- when they get on your email list, you know, delivering what you promised, delivering a, a, a special surprise, and then sending out a regular, <clears throat> mine goes out every Tuesday, just a quick tip kind of email. Um, and then every fourth or fifth email is a reply back, what we call a reply back campaign, um, which is, hey, did you know, like, for example, for a part of this conversation, did you guys know that you can go to the Facebook ad library? Um, I'll grab a link and, and show, uh, drop it in the the, the comments here in a, sec- in a second. Um, but you can go, Facebook is part of their um, uh, transparency and privacy policy stuff. Uh, a c- couple years ago, they released the Facebook ads library. You can go and look and, and search and filter. It's pretty Ooh. amazing. You can see every single ad that every single company um, is running. So you can look at everybody's ads. You can see their pictures. You can see all the copy they've written. You know, it's, so when you put an ad on there, it goes into the ad line. It's juicy and voyeuristic. It is. Well, but this is also, again, little side tip. If you do social media, which I think I saw, like uh, somebody said that they talked to their social media clients. This is a great reply back email. Did you, you know, what are your competitors doing on Facebook subject line and then email? Did you know that with, there's a tool where we can look and see what ads 
your competitors are running on, on Facebook, if you want to see them, reply back and let me know, and I'll create a free report for you to show you what ads your competitors are running. Boom. Now you're engaged in a conversation. You're listening you know. to the replay. Do a little jump back and listen again. That was so. I'll go grab the I'll go grab the links to the to the ad library. But that's the whole thing. It's just this consistency. Um, it's not a quick win. You're not going to start doing this and you know two weeks from now have you know five thousand you know followers and and suddenly you've sold you know three ten thousand dollar websites and you know have five thousand dollars a month in recurring in revenue. This is. This it just takes consistency and time and persistence, but it starts to build up and pay off. So, do you guys view social media? And I'm talking to the greater you listening or watching. If you do, you view social media as um, a primary marketing channel, or do you view it as a supplemental channel to your main marketing efforts? I view it more supplemental, as you can tell, because I've often talked about the fact that I'm not great at using it. Um, I think if I made an effort with it, I could get better benefits out of it. But mm-hmm. my my personal experience and the kind of clients that I'm going for um, is always better in person and is always better through referrals from other people. So I put my mm-hmm. efforts into uh, either doing really good work so that they will refer me to other people or turning up at networking things where people can meet me in person because I have a much better um, conversion rate if I go through those methods than if they come through social media or just straight through it's Google. you're a hottie. Everybody wants to come and talk to you in person, Sarah. I think it's because when they're talking to someone and they recognize that person knows what they're talking about and is not being a douchebag and trying to hold on to all the information. But you can do that on social media as well. And so that's been rolling around in my head over this summer is should I actually get off my butt and start to make an effort to be doing some of this on social, I think you could achieve it. I think the people who are achieving really well on social media are the people who just chuck on the camera and they talk to the camera, they say a few things, they give some, you know, a a tip, whatever. The people who've been converting me on social media lately are the ones who are doing that stuff and they have a call to action as a part of it. So maybe Mm -hmm. they're like, they're telling you about some like whatever I'm getting back into running. So I've got lots of running things at the moment. So like they'll be talking about like technique or like some, something, something, something. And then at the end, they'll be like, I've got this free course. If you just um, comment below, I'll send you a link to it. And so, you know, straight away you're like, oh yeah, why not? So you comment, yeah, I'm interested. And then they private message you a link to their course or whatever it is, or they're saying, Hey, blah, 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 whatever, just click on the bio at the top and you can sign up to my newsletter and I'll send you all this stuff. And it's stuff I'm interested in. So it converts me. So mm-hmm. I think I think you can do that. But for me to this point, it's just so much more effective if I just go and meet people at networking type things or um, just do really good work and get referred because yeah. people talk to people. And that is the most effective way for me to get work. So that's uh, that's your permission, guys. I know a lot of you really relate to how Sarah Sarah does things. Mm-hmm. If, if that ain't for you, it's okay. You don't have to. Like you can just yeah. go. But also, she's out there pounding pavement and meeting people and doing really good work. Like you have to do something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And absolutely. And you work out where you want to spend your time, right? That's like, how you I can started spend your time out. Anyway. Yeah. That, that's how I started out. And if and if my and and if we were at the point where like, like, you know, where we were still living, you know, stateside and, and I didn't want to have a team and, you know, we, we weren't trying to get to the point where we were funding a nonprofit, I wouldn't be doing social media. It, it's kind of a pain to have to create a reel every day and, you know, this kind of stuff. Um, uh, I, I, I make most of mine at my kids' soccer practice. Um, but awesome. yeah. Uh, so you, know, you have soccer practice? My kids is soccer practice. I thought you said mine and my kids. I was gonna. Oh, I was about to my kids is, about that. My kids is soccer <laughs> practice. Um, but Sarah's hundred percent right. The 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 buying cycle is much longer. You know, it's it's much faster to qualify somebody at a networking event or something like that because through the social media you've you've got to qualify people. And uh, Sarah's absolutely right. What and that's the exact 
formula I've been using with my reels. Just, hey, did you know this? Um, if, you know, three tips for this, you know, hey, sharing a quick tip and then a call to action. Again, though, if you're listening to this, this is where like, you, you want to be careful when you, you, you hear something, you got to under, understand the whole big picture. Um, if you have, they, this is what the experts say. If you have less than 500 followers, don't ask for people to comment in, in the comments. Your call to action is for them to, you know, come, you know, you want them to link, to, linking your bio to your website and fill out your contact form because you're not going to get many at a high percentage. Because remember, not that many people are seeing it if it's just organic. Yes. And so, since a lot of people aren't commenting, a lot of people aren't commenting. Um, and so it's that once you get a, a larger, you know, 500 to 1,000 followers, um, then you can say comment below. So my call to action is never leave a comment. I don't ever say that in my call to action right now because we've only been doing this for like, I don't know, three three weeks and we have less than 200 followers. You know, we're just brand new in the whole Instagram. Also, site. everybody go like Eric's page so you can see what he's doing. Eric, um, thank you. In the- uh, Trans Studios. Um but then, then you can transition to the, hey, comment below, and then you get all this social proof, okay? Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you do that. But then you eventually get to the point where you're not needing as much and you want to qualify people to be a higher ticket um, item. Then you'll switch to the DM me, and I'll send you the thing to my, to my course. Um, because then you can have a conversation and, and you can automate it. Um, where you can pre-qualify them based upon a couple of questions to find out if they can afford the high ticket price or the high ticket thing you're, you're selling if you're not if you're not promoting a free course. So again, that's just some of the you gotta you know don't see something somebody's doing and just automatically copy it and think you're gonna get the same results. That's that's why I wanted to share that. I love it. Um, so. Andrew Palmer says, this is interesting for Divi peeps. Well, you know, that is such a coincidence, Andrew, because no, but I'm curious <laughs> your specific reason for saying that, like why Divi specifically? Because as, as with a lot of our shows these days, this one isn't really Divi specific. So I'm interested to know if you could elaborate that on that a little bit. Um, and Brenda says, ooh, to the FB ad library. <laughs> she got excited about <laughs> Um, oh, and Brenda, Brenda said something. She posts once she does something, I think oh, yeah, on a yeah. post, and then she posts it on yeah. Facebook. And we totally forgot to mention Google business profile. I, I feel like a goofball for uh, getting that. that yeah, is that's cute. your favorite. <laughs> it is. It's my total my favorite. And now Apple Business Connect. You can now post these there. Now here's the frust- here's the super frustrating thing with posting this stuff to Google business profile. Most people aren't gonna read it. But Google is going to see you doing it and Google, it's going to help you significantly in your local rankings. So like even Sarah, like just like anytime you guys post something to Instagram, you should be posting it to your, your, your Facebook because that's going to, or your Google business profile, because that'll help in your local search rankings when somebody does search for web designer near me. Yep. This one isn't really like about posting, but um, one of my favorite things about Google business is you can ask yourself questions and then answer the questions. <laughs> Have you guys done that? And so you can yeah. ask the questions that people always ask anyway, but also you can ask the questions that you want to rank in your yep. answers for. It's really great. I love that. I might as well do that. I'm asking myself questions and answering them all day long anyway. I know, right? Talk to myself like crazy. Just do it on Google. Um. Okay. So... This is, and I don't think we've said it out loud, but for those who did, who are listening only, um, that Brenda is doing, she writes a blog post, then puts a snippet out onto the socials. That is a great, yeah, like dipping a toe in kind of way. She's got her VA doing it, so it's not taking more of her time. Once you get a sort of a process for that, if you are writing regular content, that is a fabulous way to utilize yeah. social media to just have regular content being out there. You never know what's going to appeal to your audience that's seeing it. And then of course, if they like it, they're going to click through. So that's a nice, um, I mean, that's not like a hardcore. uh, Oh, I already posted it, Eric, but. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's my, sorry, I didn't see that. Oh no, you did the Instagram one. Okay. I posted in transit on Facebook. I'd rather have it on Instagram. 
Okay. Go follow them both. <laughs> what do you care? You got nothing else to do. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So that's a nice, easy way. That's not going to drive tons of traffic and business to your site, but it's a nice way to have some social proof out there. And you just, and one of those sort of, you never know. And if somebody comes and does research on you, um, I would encourage you, Brenda and anybody else doing that to pop those posts, take it the next step and share them in your story or your reels because people do not have to follow you to see that. Now I don't quote me. Is it both that they don't have to follow you for, or is it just reels? It might be just reels. Um, I think stories you need to follow somebody, but reels go out broader. Yeah, that's, okay. that's correct. Um, so anyway, that's another little, like, again, not a lot more effort, but you could get in front of a little bit more eyeballs on that one. So, uh, and then you can always track your metrics. If you have your, all of these accounts set up as business accounts, um, you can, you can track all the metrics. Like they have tons of metrics in like the Facebook business suite of whatever it is that, that includes Instagram, uh, as well. Um, something I want to talk about that is near and dear to my heart. And I think like just hands down my absolute best social media asset is a Facebook group. Mm. When it comes to all of the networks, when, when you're talking about posting and sharing pictures and other things like that, it's like, well, you, you think fo- Facebook is, you know, like moms and grandmas sharing pictures of babies. Instagram is people sharing pictures of breakfast. TikTok is people doing dances. And, you know, like you have these sort of ideas in your head. Twitter's where they go and fight, you know, like whatever it is. But um, we sort of, uh, it's easy to sleep on the Facebook groups. But to me, that's like the, the, the front facing Facebook stuff is the tip of the iceberg. It's really in all those groups. And as Divi people, you you guys know that. Right. You know that because we've been in all these groups to the point where we've got not Divi related group, you know, like all of that stuff that happened years ago. Right. Because it was like that's where we were. That was our community. That's where we were finding each other and everything. So um, having having said this, we did talk about this back in 2019. We did episode 115. I'll put the link in the chat and it'll be in the show notes as well. And we were talking specifically about Facebook groups. And I started the Focus on Your Biz group live on that show. Because I was like, I want to start a group, but I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was like, just do it. And I'm like, right now? Okay. And so one of the big struggles for starting a group is uh, that sort of catch-22 of like, how do you get anybody to join a group that doesn't have anybody in it? But if there's nobody in it, how's anybody ever going to, you know, like to get that first like batch of 20 or 30 or 50 people or whatever just to get it so it's not like a ghost town and then you have to be the one doing all of the like you have to be posting things and commenting on them and doing all the things like you have to really not it's a lot of work but uh gosh it has been so rewarding for me I love that little community and it's it's become like a bit of a feeder for my business, but it also has provided me with like a community that I genuinely enjoy. So anyway, uh, do you guys, what are your thoughts on, do you, either of you have groups? I don't, I'm sure you don't, Sarah, but. No, I don't. Uh, I'm yeah, an admin have, and a couple, but that's it. Yeah. I have a Facebook group, um, <clears throat> marketing and scaling your business during challenging economic times. I know it's really long. Um we just just shortened it to just marketing and scaling your business. But um, yeah, we invite, so it's a, anytime somebody signs up for the webinar, the email list, you know, one of the first things is like, hey, and join our group. Um, and so we're just now starting to get organic people, you know, joining the group that, you know, from, so, so it's just, it's just starting out. We just started it end of last year. Um, they're not big. I, I don't even think there's 80 people in it yet. Um, but it, you know, it takes time. But yeah, so I go in, I post, you know, marketing tips once a day, things like that. Um, but the idea is to build authority, build a community of people that are trying to figure out how to market and scale their local business. So. I love it. And how's the response been? Are people enjoying it or do they communicate back and forth? Do they ask questions? Not yet. Um, I could, I, I could probably have- do more. I could probably do more to encourage that. Um, right now I'm just trying to get people in it. Um, 
So, and then side note, I randomly started a Facebook group for when we moved to Ocean View. I couldn't find good information on fishing. So I started a, a group, Fishing in Ocean View. Um, and it has over 7,000 members now. Um, yeah. And uh, last Ocean November, View? I decided to monetize it. So with our family of dashes, our, our, um, our, what we do as a digital nomad family, we're an Amazon affiliate. Um, and so I've started posting, you know, fishing stuff in there with Amazon links and I'm making Amazon affiliate commission off of this, this group. So <laughs> a couple hundred, you know, made a couple hundred bucks off of it over, you know, a few months. So not a lot, but buys ice cream for the kids. But anyway, Andrew's got a good Wait. one. Talk about reels. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, uh, that's good. And that's uh, a group I literally never posted in. That, that took group. me a while to get, by the way. Put uh, <laughs> it on COVID brain, Sarah. I I literally never posted in that, but there were just people hyper. You started a group. I just started a group and just asked, and um, yeah, and I I invited like five people I knew locally. That was. That was it. But it's very niche and people were able to post. So literally every day people are posting pictures of the fish they catch. They awesome. love that. Um, Hilarious. This is so yeah. great. Total random. Didn't. And anyway. Uh, hey, you might find some digital nomads or some business owners in there one of these days. But I'm thinking about trying to sell it to a local bait and tackle shop there. Ooh, yeah. Smart move. Nice. I like um, it. So what else were we going to, oh, so if you're going to start a group, tips for that, other than just being super lucky and doing it, like having 7,000 people to come talk about fishing, uh, <laughs> it's been what, 19, uh, 20, 20, 20, coming up on four years on the group and the group still isn't, my group has still not even hit a thousand people. And that's with me kind of trying to grow it, but I have this sort of mixed feeling of like, I think once you cross over that four digits, it's like, and we're getting close to it, but. I think that's when the trolls just start coming out of their caves and just being yeah. nasty to people. It's literally no admin for me right now. Other than yeah. I send everybody a personal message when they join, which is part of how I wanted it to be. Like, I want to know everybody that's in there and, you know, I message them. And if we started getting. Yeah. So when the DV group, when the DV group first started, I was a part of that. And there was not that many people in it and it was amazing. And then it yeah. got really big and it was just full of people who were really new. And then there was all of us core who had been around for a really long time. And it was like, we didn't feel like we belonged anymore. We were just helping and like, that was fine. It was fine to be there and help. So then um, Adam Inlay started another group that a few of us joined and like helped admin so that we could have like our group. But then it grew and it, then it exploded into this whole new, and I think at some point it even like maybe surpassed the other one. And so it was this like catch 22, right? Like you're trying to find a place where sometimes the smaller is the better because it's, you're going to have better quality. It's almost like going to the networking groups. You're going to have a better quality connection, um, interaction, and maybe you're going to get more out of it. But obviously if you want it for business growth, you need it to grow as well. Well, and I think it's, it's but I mean, we've got like almost 900 people. So like, that's a, that's, that's a plenty lot. of customers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of customers, you know, really. I mean, not that yeah. I'm going to have 900 of them sign up, which is fine. I don't need that, but like, that's a good, um, that's a, that's a decent pool. And I think it goes to like one of the big conundrums of the web, which is like anonymity. If it's small enough, you kind of know people, you know each other. It's like the this little smaller neighborhood. And then you go into a big city and that's where people will just kick you in the shins and spit on you and stuff. You know, it's like, um, yeah. So I think that's part of it. And even at this, like ever since we've been going, I'll check the analytics and stuff. And one thing that I think is really great about the group is that it is, it's 50% female, which I think is cool because that's not something you see in a lot of, technical community you know like web communities and things like that and um and it's not something i've done on purpose but maybe just you know being a girl myself has it's easier for people to, for other females to come in i don't know but also that our engagement has always been super high so even though it's a smaller number we've had we'll have like 
Yeah, it does have a high fifty percent engagement or something like really high numbers. But yeah, when we were smaller, we had eighty five percent engagement for a while. <laughs> when we were even when we were at like just like a few hundred, and it's like that's just unheard of, which is really cool. So the reason I started this group, this is another tip, is that. Um, like with the Divi stuff, it got a little carried away because there were so many groups all of a sudden and they weren't really differentiated and you couldn't remember the, like, I couldn't remember which one was for what and who ran whatever and all that stuff. And it's like, um, so I was looking for a place that didn't exist and that's why I made it, which was, I wanted to go and talk about business, like the business of running these businesses. I wanted to talk about sales techniques and, um accounting if we needed to or you know whatever all the stuff about being in business hiring firing all that stuff and there was a a facebook group for every freaking plugin on the planet but like nothing for that and i mean there was big like generic business things but nothing for divi people or for web people in general so so anyway so that's another thing that is a way to get some Mm -hmm. attention like eric said you can niche down really narrow but to me it was just like there was something that wasn't there yet well, so. both of them, there was a gap in the market, right? Whether it's the fish thing or whether it's, you know, business or whatever, it's yeah. always going to be harder if there's another group that's already doing it, which is the same. Like, why are there 500 Divi groups? There really shouldn't be. Like, okay. people do it because one doesn't get very good anymore and then another one pops up. But it doesn't mm-hmm. actually help anyone to have 500 of them. Yeah. And so if you can find the gap in the market, you're always going to win in the gap of the market. Otherwise, you have to be better than the one that's already there. And that's a hard slog. And so for me um, to start a group that was for my, for people like me, that's one thing. If you're trying to start a group for a customer base, that's an entirely different thing, right? Sometimes, unless you're like me, your friends are your customers. I don't know. It's a weird, speaking of meta, here I go again. Look look and see, you know, and there, there, there probably is, but but it's worth checking. Go go to Facebook and look and see, you know, business owners and and put your city. Put your if you're, you know, I was I was in Norfolk, Virginia. There there's a lot for Norfolk, but there wasn't any for the the community I was in that had its own business association. Um so you know, look and see and if there isn't one, that's a great one place to start. Like you could start a group you know, to connect business owners or find a very specific thing to talk about with with business owners. Um, and you're just you're creating a gathering spot where you have an opportunity to then share uh, weekly tips, suggestion, thought on marketing. Now they get to see you as an expert. Um, and so but it's worth checking. Maybe there isn't one for your community. But I mean, let's say you're in a small community and you get you get 20 people in it and and 10 of them are active. And, you know, this year, two of them hire you to build a website. That was probably worth it to, mm-hmm. to start that group. I mean, sure. so I love uh, it. It's totally worth trying out as, as something if you've not done anything. Uh, Brenda just started her group. Uh, who's it for Brenda? Tell us. And, and then, DM me the link. I'll paste it so we can all go join it. If it, if we, sh- if we should, even if, even if it's not for us, we'll join it just to help you get your numbers up, so you don't have to be embarrassed about an empty group. <laughs> I always just picture those big dust balls rolling by or whatever. Bob had Bob posted an interesting. Oh, let's see here. Okay, I'll put it up there. Go ahead. Um, yeah. So he says he really likes seeing poll results. So he started a Facebook group called Divi Polls struggling to get members, but a lot of times he gets more out of the polls than reading a lot of the comments. I agree. That is interesting. I'm going to check that one out. I like polls. It's a good way to learn, get some information. I was trying to post a poll on the Divi chat page the other day. It turns out you can't do it on a page anymore. You have to do it in a group. Isn't that dumb? That's so weird. I know. Yeah. So did anyone read the, I know this is kind of off site, but it is about a group. The admin bar is like a fabulous group, you know, Mm -hmm. really well regarded, but they just did their poll, their like annual survey. And um, I looked through that. The interesting thing about that was that Divi, there was not a high proportion of Divi users. And I don't think there has been every time I've read it, which is interesting. And I think sometimes with polls, the tricky part about it, right, is it depends who's looking at it. So you don't want to take polls with gospel because 
it might just be the group of people that happens to be doing the poll have a really strong opinion swaying one particular way. And I think sometimes people can see polls and then go, oh, well, everybody thinks whatever, whatever. Um, so sometimes polls are, you know, they're fun and interesting. And I really enjoy doing the ones on Instagram where you like say the poll and then you see what the, the answer, answer is for everybody. They're really fun, but equally it's only as good as the people that are doing them. True. As with everything. Um, Brenda just said the admin bar is the best group. Um, Barbara, <gasps> what? do you remember whenever I was just talking about my group? <laughs> I just offered to help you grow yours. Wow, Barbara. But the admin bar, Barbara, because it's Brenda Baber, and I get it all goofed up in my head. I'm sorry. You keep calling her Barbara. Brenda, <laughs> Brenda, we are thrilled you're here. Thank you. I'm going to just call you Barbara now. I think the admin bar is a great example of a well-run group, though. It so is if a, you want I'm to in there. Group, I love it, too. I'm just joking. I think seeing how he does it and then, you know, like one thing he does really well is he gets you on his email list and then he sends an email out every Friday and they are interesting emails. And so he has done a really good job at getting you both looking at the group, a great culture inside that group, while he's constantly posting really useful information in that group. And then he has this email that's going out Fridays. And yes, it goes to my inbox because I want to see that email. And so I've told it to come to my inbox. I made an action to make sure it doesn't just go to my newsletters. So I think that's a really good example if you're trying to work out, well, how do I approach it? I would take some guidance from that because I think he's nailing it. It's, and he monetizes it. Yeah. He sells things like we, he, he didn't build a group like just me where, where that's my customer base. Like it's just for colleagues, but he takes things that he makes for his agency and sells them. Uh, Kyle actually came on and talked about this uh, on the yeah. show. I don't know. He what got that. me using Airtable. <laughs> that was you, what got you into Airtable? You'll, well, it was, that was the beginning part of the process. But in that mm-hmm. one, he mm-hmm. was like, I have my Airtable up all day. And I was like, whatever, you're just so full of crap. And then like, it was only a month or so later that I ended up joining the Airtable bandwagon. And he was very much part of that. You're obsessed. Okay. I'll find this link in here too. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, okay. So it's episode 209 i'll share this link in the chat and in the show notes and then um i don't think did i ever share the link to the episode 115 where i made the sh- where i made my group i don't know i'm gonna do it again well, just i remember listening to that episode and yeah. i went and joined your group after right after listening to it oh <laughs> so you're an og yeah i am yeah. of the of the foyb um so yeah guys come hang out in our group too it's a great place eric posts a lot of cool stuff in there always useful sarah pops her head up every once in a blue moon i see right around that time was when i turned off notifications for facebook and it changed my life for the better but it also meant i started missing just about everything that was going on i I turned them off too I have to actively go in and check because I couldn't deal yeah. with it. So that's yeah. another aspect of social that we didn't really talk about is uh, the the balance that is involved. But I guess that goes a little outside of what our our scope was for this topic. Um, also trolling we didn't t- tackle, but I think is a really big part of social media is that if you are starting to put things out on the internet at first it's going to be people that like you that see it but the more that you're pushing broader you're going to get people who are not so nice to you and you need to be ready for that so yeah i think we didn't we didn't tackle that one but it's a different part about why some people don't go down the social media train yeah i um i haven't run into too much of that i had a little situation on twitter once but you know that's twitter it starts if you start running ads you'll start getting trolls on your relieving comments on your Facebook ads. So yeah. Yeah. I just ignore them or laugh at them. It's baffling, isn't it? So yeah, I just, whatever. So, but I guess if we're just talking about starting out and getting these things rolling, I guess that's hopefully a future. That's a, it's a tomorrow problem. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I wouldn't let it keep you from there. I mean, they're, they can't hurt you. So. Right. No, just your feelings, but those. Those grow back. Yeah, they grow back. This was a nice discussion. I really, I enjoyed it. I hope you guys all did too. I hope this gave you a little 
bit of um, clarity and inspiration into either like what you could or should be doing and giving you permission to make your own choices and don't feel like you have to be one thing or another thing on social. Do you guys want to give a little final thought? Or no? Um, a time anyway, but. No, just start small, you know, start where you start where you are. Don't worry about, don't despise small beginnings. So, um, <laughs> and, and don't feel like you even have to do it. Like that was my point. Yeah. 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 Only do it if you're going to do it well. All right. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. We're going to talk about buying and selling a Divi business or any business really, but a web business. That's what we're going to talk about. And we are going to have guest Christina Romero joining us. So that'll be a good one. All right. Have a good one. Bye everybody.